welcome to the Via Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We have Pastor Geshom sharing the word with us today as we continue our series called Run to Win. He teaches us from Hebrews 12 on how we need to strip so we don't trip. Are you prepared to get rid of the things that are preventing you from living the life that God has planned for you? Hi church, it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing God's word to you today. Even as we've been doing this entire series run to win, I believe God has something great in store for us that even as we partake and even as we listen in and as we put all of this that we are learning into our own lives, he's causing us to run not run aimlessly but run with direction run in the plan and purpose that he has for us and i believe that even as we step into the fourth part of the series god has something beautiful to work in and through us uh, i would love to just read even before we start the key passages that we have been looking through this entire series from 1 corinthians chapter 9 it goes on to say do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one receives the prize so run that you may obtain it every athlete exercises self control in all things they do it to receive a perishable wreath but we an imperishable so i do not run aimlessly i do not box as one beating the air but i discipline the body and keep it under control lest after preaching to others i myself should be disqualified I'm going to repeat verse 27 which we are going to be looking much deeper in today it goes on to say but I discipline my body and keep it under control lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified it's a very loaded statement as we've been seeing over the last uh three parts we've been seeing that you know we have to run this race it is you know and keep our focus on jesus because he's calling us to run and even as we read in this verse it says we just don't uh run for a prize but we run to finish the race well and as we dwell deeper into this verse 27 today that we discipline our body to keep it under control even as i am standing here i am standing here in hall humility asking god to you know work in and through my life first and even as i was preparing god was showing areas in which i still need a lot of working i still need a lot of correction and this particular part we're going to be looking at what is it that we really indulge in what is it that we really allow ourselves you know uh, to take in to our body so that that works in and through us a lot of us love food a lot of us you know call ourselves foodie a lot of us especially in chennai considering the amount of biryani places that have popped up every other month we are trying different other spots to get the right uh, biryani taste or you know we go on these odd hours to eat that uh, biryani that we've been seeing at 12 pm or probably 5 am as we are diving into this i'm reminded that you know that this race that we are running we have to be careful what we are actually putting into our bodies you know in the first part we saw that you know we need to stop comparing ourselves we need to start being intentional about the race and we need to continue on in hope that god will give us the strength to finish this race in the second part we saw that you know jesus has to be our core and when that he's our core he holds it all together you know he keeps us intact and when he is our core he increases our endurance to run it might look to us you know that we do not have the strength we do not have uh, you know the fuel enough to complete this race 
but God will give us that strength each and every day to take the next step in faith so that we'll be able to complete it. Last week, we saw how important it is that we clear all this junk out of our mind. We saw that we need to have a prepared mind. We need to have a sober mind. And we saw that our focus must be in Jesus. And so today, even as we step into this part four, I strongly believe God is going to ask us to give up on certain things so that we'll be able to run this race well, so that we'll be able to push forward, so that we'll be able to, you know, run in a certain speed. We'll be able to run in a certain velocity. And I believe that God wants us all to run at a certain velocity. He doesn't want us to literally drag. You know, I know many of us, you know, sometimes uh, we just feel like we are dragging our feet out of our bed to start that day. But as we follow Jesus, Every day is a new day. Every day is a day where, you know, the word says his mercies are new. His grace is new every morning. He gives us the strength. He gives us his hand so he can lift us up so that we'll be able to, you know, step into that day in boldness. And I believe that he will give us the strength to overcome and do great things so that we'll be able to run this race. I would like to read our uh, reference passage today, which we're going to be looking at from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. So now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. I love what it says here. You need to strip off every weight that slows us down, especially that sin that so easily trips us up. I titled, you know, even though it's part of a series, I titled as Strip So That We Do Not Trip. Today, are we willing to strip that sin that's in our life so that it doesn't slow us down, so that it doesn't cause us to trip? I'm reminded that, you know, we're living such uh, delicate lives here on this earth. And yet we many a times make meaningless decisions and choices just to satisfy that uh, you know, desire that we have momentarily. For a lot of us, especially, you know, when you look at an athlete, um, as much as they give the importance to working out and, you know, making sure they are following their regime in terms of following all the different activities they have to do for their sports so that they can succeed in it, a bigger part of the energy that they also give is into what they eat, what they drink. And it got me thinking that, you know, when they are intentional about what they put in so that they can run the race well, how intentional should we be as followers of Christ of what we carry on ourselves or what we allow to go into ourselves rather than, you know, telling that, you know, God just handle it and I'll, you know, I'll just breeze through this race. It doesn't work that way. Yes, God is in our heart. God works in and through us. But it comes down to us. Are we willing to strip down every sin? Because as much as sin exists, we are participants or we allow that to actually take room and work in our lives. Like I mentioned last time I was preaching, we are happy being a Sunday Christian. We are 
not happy being a Christian between a Monday to a Saturday. We feel us clocking in two hours on a Sunday is done for the week. But God's wanting us to make sure that if you're wanting to run this race, would you strip down that weight, the weight of sin that you're carrying? And oftentimes it's as we start running, as we start asking Jesus for his direction and for his input into every area of our life, we'll soon see that there are so many things that we need to shed off. We just aren't shedding off temporary weight. It's just not a, you know, a diet fad that you're following. Oh, okay, I'll follow it for the next three months so that I look good for Christmas. Or, you know, I'll look good for my anniversary picture. No, this is far bigger. This is for our entire life. This is so that we can run the race well and finish well. You know, as much as, you know, we always work towards something, you know, we work in our work, we work towards making sure we do well so that we'll get, you know, a promotion and everything. In this Christian race, many a times, it looks like the prize is not known to us. We do not know what is at the end of it. But at the end of it is God waiting for us and eternity that we get to spend with him. And these weights will literally be like dead weights that we're trying to run, but it will slow us down. It will wear us down. It will literally tear us apart. And before we know it, we are unable to run the race. Even as the athletes are working out and, you know, eating right, they make sure they eat the right kind of food for them to sustain them, to make sure it burns correctly, to make sure it, you know, helps them with their performance. Today, we aren't doing it just for a season. We are looking at, God, what is it that I need to eat right so that I can live right and do right in this world? Because God wants us to live out the calling that he's placed in each and every one of our lives to the fullest and also be his hands and feet here on this earth. So today I would want to ask you, what is your appetite? Where is your appetite actually coming from? Uh, I, for one, love food. And, you know, I've realized that, you know, um, you can either um, eat to live or you can live to eat. And living to eat is uh, not the right way, you know, because literally you don't care. You just like wanting to make sure your hand goes to a packet and you're just munching on something. You tend to give a lot of importance to food. But as you decide to follow Jesus, you'll be careful of what you're starting to put inside. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you actually, uh, you know, giving your ears to? What are you actually, you know, talking with in front of people? And all that really matters. And all that God's really wanting to shape, he wants us to, you know, make sure that we are in the world and yet not of the world. So as we are striving, as we are striving, you know, journeying on in our different roles as parents, as, you know, young working adults, as, you know, people who are going about our day-to-day lives. We will be in the world, but we will not be of the world. And so today I want to ask you, what is your appetite? Because the thing that we feed on is what will govern us. The thing that we actually give importance to is where our heart will actually long for and we'll start spending more time towards. And God's wanting to ask us, are you willing to shed those off? Are you willing to strip those off? Because let's face it, you know, um, when we really want to give into that craving, we actually 
you know, if you look at the body uh, condition, we are not actually active. It's in our lazy moments that we actually have a craving. It's in our moments that, you know, when our mind is, you know, all around and just lost, we suddenly have a craving to eat something. And I want to capitalize on that word craving because a lot of us today are craving so many things which really are not beneficial for us. Everything is there in the world, but not everything is beneficial for us. Back in 2014, when we were uh, staying in Sydney, our next door neighbor was a uh, had a child and he had severe allergies. He couldn't eat peanuts, he couldn't eat flour, he couldn't eat so many things. So literally, you know, uh, we had invited him for our son's birthday party and we had to be very careful of what we gave him because he was, you know, allergic to so many things. He had a very limited uh, choice uh, you know, dessert that he can eat, you know, or something that he can drink. Today, we are careful. If you're allergic to something, we're extremely careful. The same way a lot of us are careful about what we take, especially for those who have allergies. You know, we make sure we are gluten-free, you know, we are, uh, you know, nut-free and all that. Because we know the minute we take it, we're not going to feel good. But when we start following Jesus, there are certain things that we have to be careful. We can't just indulge in these cravings that when and what we please like because it wouldn't, you know, benefit us. It wouldn't showcase Jesus in and through us. You know, I was watching a, a small documentary of Michael Phelps and, you know, he was just mentioning his entire regime of, you know, how he prepares himself, how much he eats, how much of exercise he does. And he was saying at one point, he actually, in the days when he's actively working and, you know, swimming and doing it hard, he's, you know, literally f eating 7,000 calories of food because he's, you know, pushing that much energy out and he needs that much energy. You know, just imagine a lot of us today are not even living the life that Jesus called us to live. Yet we are indulging in everything possible and we think, why is Jesus not blessing me? So church today, even as we dive in, I strongly feel God's going to show us areas which we really need to strip and allow God to, you know, work in and through us. He's willing to fill us with new things. He's willing to journey along with us. He's willing to, you know, speak life into these areas. And he's willing to give us a sense of direction so that we are just not aimlessly sitting and indulging into our cravings. And the question I want to ask today is, are we committed to this race? Are we allowing Jesus to, you know, govern us as we are partakers of this race because it's the race that he's jotted out. And so if he's jotted out, we need to ask him, God, for me to run this race well, what is it that I need to strip off myself? And he will show it to you. There are some things probably we've just loved over the years into our lives and it takes time and Jesus does it beautifully. He takes us day after day and works in and through us. And the change that comes to us is not what we would actually notice in an outward appearance, but it's inside out. He works in us quietly. That's what I love about it. That, you know, as we hear so many testimonies of people, you can see that in the quietness of whatever God has been doing in their life, he's been working and he's been working and doing some amazing things. And let's not discount that. Let's read from Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 and goes on to say, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, 
keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above the heavenly things not on things that are on the earth which have only temporal value for you died to this world and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God when Christ who is our life appears then you also will appear with him in glory I love what Paul's telling the Colossian church he's telling keep seeking the things that are above ask god god what is it that you want me to do i love what it goes on to say he says set your mind and keep focused habitually you know this habit that we have to cultivate is not a a weekend habit it's not a once in a month habit or the first of every month habit or it's not the month that we uh, the day that we partake of the lord's table no it's an every day a habitual commitment that we are focused on keeping our mind and keeping our eyes focused on him so that we can run this race well else we'll give in to these cravings that the enemy keeps throwing at us i don't know what your cravings are but you know our cravings today can be things that meet our eye and are indulging our eyes things that you know we probably love hearing and are indulging our ears or things that are you know those uh hurts those you know those unforgiveness those bitterness that are in our lives that you know suddenly pop up and you know manifests itself in different forms if you're a parent it shows up in a different form if you're a spouse it shows up in a different form we stop seeing people through the lens that god wants us to see and we start pursuing things that are of temporal value i love what it says here that we need to set our eyes focused on jesus so we can run and do what god wants us to do so that our eyes are set on eternity and even as we step into this thing it gives us context to the whole thing that we are just not stripping ourselves of you know whatever is essential we are stripping ourselves that are dead weight so today even as we look into that this journey is going to be painful this journey is not one that is going to be easy but this journey is one which is going to be filled with grace and strength which god gives because at the end of it if there's one thing that you can tell is the fact that you've run this race because of god's help you've run this race because god changed you changed your perspective so today the first thing that we need to do is we need to eliminate the cravings of our flesh how do we eliminate the cravings we don't just you know brush it aside and say you know okay this i'm not going to give in to this craving today or you know and then a week later we suddenly uh, are you know literally giving into it you know it's like you know if you if you've not had a fizz for a month and then suddenly you taste fizz the longing for you is to want more the same thing happens here when we do not allow jesus to deal with our cravings they do not get eliminated they in fact just get you know pushed aside and then one fine day in a weaker moment they just come right in the center and we are indulging in that craving like never before and we can't and we are, our eyes are closed our ears are closed and we are just giving into that at that point and god is telling us today that i want to make sure that you eliminate the cravings of your flesh can we read from colossians 3 verse 5 to 9 it goes on to say so put to death and deprive of power the evil longings of your earthly body with its sensual self-centered in instincts 
immorality, impurity, sinful passion, evil desire and greed, which is a kind of idolatry because it replaces your devotion to God. Because of these sinful things, the divine wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience, those who fail to listen and those who routinely and obstinately disregard God's precepts. And in these sinful things, you also once walked when you were habitually living in them without the knowledge of Christ, but now rid yourselves completely of all things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and obscene, abusive, filthy, vulgar language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old self with its evil practices. Even as we just read there's a whole bunch of things and a lot of us can identify ourselves in a few of these. You know, for a lot of us, you know, we might be uh, here saying, you know what, I don't have sexual immorality. But if you notice in that, there are different, uh, I love what it says in the Amplified. It says, it doesn't just say sensual, it's self-centered instincts. So today, what are the things that we are craving for? That you're giving into. It says desire, evil desire, greed, sinful passion, impurity. And it says greed specifically because of the fact that that leads to idolatry. And today a lot of us have a certain uh, greed in our life. It could be either for you know a position that we're looking for in terms of our work. It could be in terms of finances. It could be in terms of a particular uh, strata that we want to achieve. And that becomes a sole goal and purpose that, you know, we will do anything and everything and we will, you know, kind of like just move everyone out of the way to make sure we achieve our goal. The minute we start following Jesus, these things can't become something that we indulge in or these things can't be our cravings. We need to ask God to eliminate and he does it beautifully one step at a time. You know, and for a lot of us who've, already, you know, say, you know, I can find myself doing this. Jesus is there to forgive us and help us through it. I love the fact that Jesus came down not to condemn us. You know, he's not giving us this and saying, you know what, if you're all of this, you're disqualified out of the race. No, he's saying, hey, open your mouth, confess with your mouth, tell God, bring me into the mix. Listen to me. I'll help you. I'll help you. All of us have fallen. All of us have sinned. There's no one perfect here. God's wanting to work with us. But are we willing to consciously allow Jesus to, you know, eliminate these cravings? Because we can't. Today, the world that we're living in, the things that we're surrounded by, the people that, you know, uh, are in our own circles, oftentimes will, you know, unknowingly or knowingly pressurize us. Our human nature suddenly, you know, kicks in and we give in. But because we have the Holy Spirit, he will give us a way out. You know, He, the word of God says that he will not allow a temptation far too long. You know, he says he will give us a way out. But that comes only when we are habitually listening to him, when we are habitually, you know, giving ear to his voice, when we are habitually, you know, putting the right things into our body. And so today, church, I want to ask you, would you be willing to allow Jesus to shape this area of our lives? Because if we feed this, this starts manifesting in different ways. If we do not get rid of anger, it will start showing up in different areas of our lives. 
you know i love uh, how it says here you know it comes down into abusive filthy vulgar language rage malice slander we are set apart you know if we don't deal with it and ask god to eliminate we take it into our marriage and when that one fight happens we suddenly are speaking things which we shouldn't have been spoken we operate out of a different spirit altogether and today if you find yourself that god's willing to work in and through you are you willing to admit you don't have to admit to anyone around you need to admit only to jesus because he wants to deal with it and when he deals with it he transforms us he doesn't just you know uh, you know uh, like push it aside under a carpet no he make sure that that slowly is eradicated from our lives it's moved eliminated completely and before we know it things start changing our words that come out change the words that actually start we start speaking life we don't speak death i love the fact that you know uh, many a times in our busyness of life we don't actually uh, realize that these things are there you know uh, just a, a couple of weeks back you know our kitchen drain clogged up and you know uh, one of the things that i've noticed is the fact that if i'm lazy or if uh, anyone who's washing the dish is lazy in not clearing up those sediments that are there at that point eventually it clogs up the drain probably 2 months from now or 3 months from now and the thing about a clogged drain is water doesn't go water stagnates and immediately you get that foul smell and reading of this i'm reminded of that that if we do not spend time asking god to eliminate these cravings of our flesh they will soon clog up areas of our life and before we know it others around will be smelling it before we know it others will start you know saying that this guy is saying is a christian but he's a christ follower but these are aspects of him that are that aren't christ like and then you'll have to do the dirty job of literally putting your hand in our plumber in house plumber was not there uh, it was his weekly day off and i had to clean it and i had to go to the main pipe remove that and i had to you know make sure i wear such a long um, you know gloves and then put my hand in and remove all those sediments that have been accumulated over a year it's unpleasant and even as i was preparing this i was reminded that there are areas of our life you know for a lot of us our sexuality is broken for a lot of us we've we are indulging into just a craving just because we uh, have been broken in a relationship we are just like you know what the next relationship i'll just indulge in it and i'll just keep doing that till it brings some form of satisfaction we've gone into impure sinful passion evil desires there are so many things which we can you know put a list but i just want to leave it here and allow the holy spirit to minister to us because he will bring to us what we have to deal with and so would you commit today to actually allowing the holy spirit to eliminate that craving of the flesh as i read earlier you know our focus when it's on jesus it's not on temporal things these are all temporal things you'll soon realize everything that that abusive word that you've used you can't retract the damage is done and before you know it 
you the relationship is freed god wants to set you up so that you're looking at him and your focus is towards him and so that when you start moving in and through him there are different ways in which god will allow things to happen yes conflicts will be there but he'll give you a better way to deal with it he'll give you a better way to deal with all that you're going through but you need to allow i love what it says in proverbs 18:21 it says the tongue can bring death or life those who love to talk will reap the consequences the tongue can bring death or life and the reason why i'm saying the tongue can bring death or life is the fact that you know each of us today can open our mouth and ask god to help us we can say jesus i'm running this race that you've ordained for me i'm running this race that you've set out for me and i need help that's speaking life what is speaking death you know what god i think i can manage you know i've got this under control you know this addiction that i have i think i have it under control i think i can you know i'll i can stop whenever i feel like i can stop but no the tongue can bring life or death so today what is it you're going to ask in this process of god stripping down and eliminating these cravings what is it you're going to ask god to do in your life Colossians 3 verse 3 goes on to say for you died to this world and your real new life is hidden with Christ in God for you died to this world and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God i love this word where it says our life is hidden with Christ you know when you're hidden with Christ the enemy knows that he can't just come to you the enemy knows you know what i can't just attack him or you know tempt him or just show this kind of a craving sooner later you know your when when a craving like that comes when a flesh a desire comes like that you'll know this is not good on the long run this is not what i have signed up for god will give you the words to combat god will give you the verses to combat god will give you the strength to pray yourself through or literally sometimes just flee away from that situation so even as we are all hidden in this let us remember that the new life that god's calling us to live is not like the one which were which we were part of in our old life here on this earth it's one where we actually are stripping ourselves off of all these dead weights and saying god i don't want this in my life and we're telling god please help me through it first corinthians chapter 10 verses 12 to 14 goes on to say therefore let the one who thinks he stands firm immune to temptation being overconfident and self-righteous take care that he does not fall into sin and condemnation no temptation regardless of its source has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance but god is faithful to his word he is compassionate and trustworthy and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist but along with temptation he has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy therefore my beloved run keep far away from any sort of idolatry that includes loving anything more than god or participating in anything that leads to sin 
and enslaves the soul. Temptation is real, but God's telling here that he will give us. He's compassionate. He loves us so much. He laid down his life for us. He's saying that he will come in and set us free. He will give us a way out. But that only happens, I love verse 14, what it says, that only if we set our eyes on him, only when we, you know, keep him as the center. Because if we allow something else, if we have idolatry, our focus, everything will be around that. And soon we'll give in to the temptation that that brings. So today, even as we take this step, I, it is a bold step. For a lot of us, we've, you know, we've just brushed aside. We've said, okay, it's a craving. I won't give in to it now. But six months from now, we are indulging in it. We are literally feasting on it. But God's calling us to say, hey, would you eliminate this craving today from your life so that you'll be able to walk in the fullness that I have for you. You'll be able to walk in the freedom that I'm setting you to have. You'll be able to walk one which I'm close with you so that you'll be able to listen to my voice. You'll be able to see what I want you to see and you'll be able to do what I'm calling you to do. So church, even as we take this step, let's take it with boldness. The power is in our declaration. It's in our tongue. Are we going to speak life or are we going to speak death? The second thing that we need to do is we need to assimilate the character of God in our life. We eliminate the cravings of the flesh and we assimilate the character of God. The meaning for assimilate is uh, of the body or any biological system is to absorb and digest food or nutrients. Even as I put this word, I was just reminded that's what God's character kind of like just comes into our, and we indulge in him every day. When we start reading his word, when we start listening to him, when we start worshipping him, we are literally assimilating his character into our life. And what does that character look like? Let's read from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 16. It goes on to say, So as God's chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well-beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper, bearing graciously with one another, and willingly forgiving each other if one has a cause for complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so should you forgive. Beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourself in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity, for everything is bound together in agreement when each one seeks the best of others. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of the one who walks daily with him be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. To this peace, indeed, you were called as members in one body of believers and be thankful to God always. Let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your heart and mind, permeating every aspect of your being as you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. As we say yes to Jesus, as we allow him, as we assimilate the character of God in our lives, he guides our heart. 
he moves us to the things that are close to him. I love what it says with regard to us being compassionate, that we have kindness, that we have humility, gentleness and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness come. Reading this, it's evident that we will have tough times. It's evident that, you know, life won't be easy. Verse 13 goes on to say that we'll be bearing graciously with one another. We'll be willingly forgiving each other. This is what God wants to change in us. And eventually, bearing graciously so that we'll be able to be his hands and feet. Willingly forgiving so that we'll be able to move past and do what God's calling us to do. You know, he wants us to be in constant motion to kind of like have his pace. So that we'll be able to listen to him. We'll be able to do what he's calling us to do. We'll be able to touch. We'll be able to meet different people and, you know, point them all to the saving knowledge of Jesus. It is a hurting world outside. Hurting people hurt others. So today, let us not be hurting people. If we say we are followers of Christ, we are healed. We are in the process of restoration. Let us start bringing healing to others. You know, I love verse 16. It says that the spoken word of Christ has to dwell in our heart. The spoken word of Christ is right here. His word is spoken. His word, which is spoken, is just not uh, a dormant word. It's a one which is active, which is one which will actually, you know, still bring healing, still bring restoration, still bring life, still resurrect the good that is there in many people. Are we willing to, you know, receive the spoken word of Christ and allow that to dwell in our heart? I love this word dwell, you know. It's not like uh, uh, a hotel that you check in, you go and you stay for a day and you come out. No, dwell is literally like you making home. It's like you, you know, uh, it's you have the access of the entire home. You need to allow God to have that access in your heart. You need to allow him to come in and do move around in, in your heart entirely. You shouldn't just say, you know, this area is cordoned off. No, when we allow him to dwell in us, he'll start working in and through us. He changes, he changes every aspect. You know, it doesn't come to the fact that, you know, God's just changing me so that I can be a better leader. No, God's first changing me to be a better person individually. That in turn, when that starts functioning, it starts working. Then I start becoming a better spouse. I start becoming, you know, a better father, a better parent, which many times I think I'm failing. Then I start becoming a better co-worker or a leader or a person I'm of influence wherever God's calling me. It starts first with you. Are you willing God to dwell in you? Are you willing to allow Jesus to, to come in and make home with you? And when he makes home, that's where we will be able to exhibit all of this. So when tough time comes, we'll be able to, you know, lean into what he's said in his word. I love verse 17 and I want to close with that. It says, whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence on him, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, in word or deed. So today, 
church, we aren't going to be people who are only going to, you know, eliminate the cravings uh, on a Sunday. You know, I'm just not going to give up something on a Sunday because that's a day I'm meeting with the Lord. No, I'm going to take that bold step and give up so that I'll be able to meet with Jesus every day, so that I'll be able to dwell in his presence every day. And today, even as you assimilate the characteristics of God into your life, take it into everything that you do. Soon you'll see God working in and through people. You know, many a times we fret about the fact that, you know, something is happening, not happening the way I want. But remember, God is above, he is in control. He knows that, Geshom, if you go here, you might be tempted to say yes to something which is not part of my plan. Allow him to orchestrate it. Allow him to create that pathway so that you can run. And when he creates it, he beautifully leads us. You know, the as I'm closing, I want to tell you this Christian life that we are living and running is not one of boredom. You might be like, Geshom, but this just sounds boring. It doesn't sound exciting. You know, if the excitement can be there, but it will just last for that moment. It's in this mundane daily walk with Jesus that you will find beauty, you will find strength, you will find encouragement. I love what his word says, that his mercies are new every morning. I love what it says that his mercies are new every morning. I love what the scripture says that when you seek him every day, he has something new for us to take, to, you know, allow into our life, to assimilate, to digest in. That's why we always emphasize reading God's word is important. Praying about everything is important. And being with a community of believers is important. So even church, as you step in today into whatever God's calling you to do in word or in deed, do it knowing that he is in control. Allow his characteristics to work in and through your life. The journey will be tough. That's why I love about community that, you know, we can ask others to pray with us. Hey, you know what? This is an area I'm struggling. You don't have to mention it, but you can ask them, can you just pray with me? You know, I want to dwell more deeper into God's word so that I'll be able to run this race well when others pray and believe with you. I would encourage you, you know, as I mentioned earlier that, you know, the words that we speak are very important. Let's not speak death over the characteristics of God that what he wants to deposit in our lives. Rather, let's speak death on the things that what Satan constantly keeps in front of us. Let's not give in to that. Let's pursue the things that God, you know, has on his list. I love the fact that, you know, when uh, when we become followers of Christ, that he wants us to pursue him more. The more you pursue him, it automatically things start stripping out. And you wouldn't have these questions. You know, we always are longing to find answers for these questions. Is this right or is this wrong? You know, we are asking the people, you know, can I do this or can I not do that? Ask Jesus. When you assimilate the characteristics of God, you will soon be able to say, you know what? This doesn't work for me. This doesn't work for my faith. So I'm willing to let go. You know, so uh, for a lot of us, we've been part of a lot of these youth camps. The first question that will come from a, on a youth camp Q&A session with, is it okay to listen to sacred songs or is it okay to li listen to secular songs? But honestly, the bottom line is, if you're following in line with Jesus, if you're living out your faith, what is Jesus telling you about it? 
And if Jesus directs you to give up on something because it will edify your faith, it will strengthen your faith, it will help you to do everything right, give it up and allow God to bless you with that. He will bless you in that. And it, it, you know, to the watching world, it might be boring, but it's not boring in front of God's eyes. To the watching world, it might be like, you know what, this guy does not have a life. But you're running a race that's looking up at Jesus and you're not settling for temporary things on earth. You're settling for eternal things. So today, own up to what you want to put into your own life. You get to make that decision. And when you make that decision, Jesus is saying, you know what, I'm just not allowing you to make the decision, but I want to journey along with you. I want to help you through. Because in, in even as you struggle through, I'll give you the strength to overcome. So church, even as we step into this week, I want to ask you, would you eliminate the cravings of your flesh? And would you assimilate the character of God so that when we are all meeting him in eternity face to face, we will all be there lifting our hands and saying, thank you, Jesus, for helping me come out stronger, come out victorious. And he wants to strengthen you. So today, even if you say that you're struggling with something, could you just lift your hand in the place that you are as an act of obedience to say, God, I'm struggling with this, but I need help. And I'm going to ask you to do this one thing. I'm just going to give a minute here to each of you to open your mouth and say with your own mouth, Lord, this is the area I'm struggling. Please come and help me. And he's willing to come and help you. He wants to remove these cravings which bring death and he wants to give in his character which brings life. A loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, thank you, Lord, for all that you've been doing in and through our lives, Lord Jesus. Lord, even as we read from your word, we want to do everything that you've called us to do, Lord Jesus. As your child, as your child, we want to do it, Lord, well. And I pray that, Lord, we wouldn't give in to these cravings, Lord. And even right now, as our people are praying right now in the homes that they are, in the places that they are seated, I pray that, Lord, you would listen to our cry. You would listen, Lord, because we've been, Lord, uh, we, we are carrying so much of guilt. We are carrying so much of shame with all that we've, we've been doing. We want your characteristics to work in and through our life. Come into our life, Lord Jesus. I pray specifically right now, Lord, that every area, every struggle that we have, we pray that, Lord, we'll have the strength which comes from you to overcome, Lord. I pray Satan in no way, Lord Jesus, will come in and confuse, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, your words will take deep root, Lord, in our hearts, that in due time it will start bringing fruits, Lord Jesus, that we'll be able to give thanks and glory, Lord Jesus, to you. Be with us, Lord. I pray especially for each and every one, Lord, who are stepping into this week, that, Lord, you will go before us. You will strengthen us, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you will be with us in everything that we do. I pray that, Lord, as we run this race, let us run our race focused. Let us run our race, Lord Jesus, in alignment with what you've called us to run so that we'll be able to run and give glory to you, Lord Jesus. Be with us and bless us. Strengthen us, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you'll bless the food and water of our homes. Keep us safe. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So church, even as you step into this week, know that God is with us. He's not wanting us to run this race alone, but he wants us to run this race in confidence, knowing that he is with us. 
and so in boldness let us eliminate all these cravings of our flesh and let us assimilate god's character into our life so that we will become more like him here on this earth so that we'll bring healing we'll bring strength to the people who are hurting around and sooner or later we'll be able to witness about him and give glory to him so church god bless you and have a blessed week thanks for listening to this message we hope you were blessed to hear more messages like this make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes if you like what you are hearing consider rating us subscribing and even sharing it with friends that would really help us for more content from we are zion and to connect with us go to weazion.in remember whoever finds jesus finds life